Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in, everybody, to Pac-12 Football and Beyond. I'm Chris Landry, taking you through the week that was in the Pac-12 and getting you up to date on everything around the world of college football at the top. We're going to do that in just a second as after we remind you of a couple of things. That this podcast brought to you by our great folks at 401k Generation, the experts in financial planning. Money management, investments, they can handle all of it for you. During this difficult time, during normal times, they can help you plan, give you a financial strategy. Maybe you have one, you want to get a second opinion. Maybe you don't have one. Maybe you need to get one. They can help you either way. So give them a call. Give them a text at one 998 5879 You know, just like we cover all 50 states, in football, pro and college, they are licensed in all 50 states, so they can help you with your financial planning goals, regardless where you're listening to this podcast from in the continental United States. So give them a call or a text at 1-866-998-5879. We are in the stretch run of the NFL draft, which... Next Friday when we're talking to you. And just a couple of notes. We'll probably be a little bit late on Friday next week as well because of the draft. We'll kind of give an update on everything uh, after the draft. So on next week's show, it's the only one of the college shows next week, the Friday show, where we're going to be able to react to at least what happened in the first round of the draft as the first round of the draft will be in the books. We're going to talk a little bit about – who might potentially go in the first round from the West Coast and the Pac-12 a little bit later. Um, we also invite you to flip on over to the Pro Football Show that we drop each and every day as um, we've got the latest information going on around the league there um, with free agent signings, uh, draft strategy issues going on. We've got it all for you. Um, but we're going to get into some College notes today, some of it draft-related, some of it recruiting-related, some of it um, 
you know, uh, a little bit of a mixture, some transfer information and whatnot. The um, news that came out on Thursday around the world of college football late was the NCAA has going to increase the allowance of virtual meetings per week uh, to eight for all Division One sports starting on April 20th. So that starts this Monday. Uh, it's not a whole lot, uh, but it's better than what we were up previously. Look, this is – and there are a lot of folks that are critical of it, and, and rightly so. It's like anything that's going on in this current environment where it's it's uncharted territory. You don't know kind of what to do or how to do it, and you're kind of going – as we go, I think they're going to need to adjust it even further. But that's the latest news there. Uh, and the athletes must be given at least one day off per week in which no meetings are conducted. And, of course, no physical meetings and no physical activities from a team standpoint um, are permitted on or off campus until further notice. And, obviously, anyone that's following, and I'm sure most, if not all of you, are following the national news of what's going on of we're going to be gradually in three tiers opening up each state, each state um, as needed. They're going to deal with that on a case-by-case basis. The biggest news probably coming around college football, though, on yesterday happens to be from the Pac-12. A little bit of a surprise to me as USC redshirt sophomore quarterback J.T. Daniels entered the transfer portal. Um, uh with as well as Caden Slovis, uh, Slovis played in place of Daniels last year, um, you wonder why he hadn't maybe made this decision earlier and thought that maybe since he hadn't, he was going to stay. So we'll see. He's a, Daniels, of course, a former five-star recruit, a freshman starter for USC, and did a really nice job. as coming off of a knee injury that shortened his 19th season. And I do think maybe that had something to do with it. Get the full rehab done. The silver lining is that because Daniels played in fewer than four games, he was able to redshirt the year and retain the year of eligibility. So wherever Daniels transfers to, he'll have three years remaining of eligibility, though he may have to sit out for one year due to transfer rules. Threw for 15 touchdowns, 11 picks while completing over 60% of his passes in 12 games at USC. Interesting prospect and a really good prospect that um, – is going to be on the market. And it's one of the unique things, good or bad, unique, definitely, about the transfer portal is that essentially it opens up college free agency, for, particularly for guys like this that, again, have five-star ability. Some transfer news around the Pac-12. Arizona senior safety Scotty Young has entered the transfer portal. 5'11", 195, was a three-year starter at Arizona, but he's going to be spending the final year of his eligibility elsewhere. Three years, he's had five interceptions. He has one return for a touchdown. He's got really good on-ball skills. I think he can help some Power 5 schools. So um, a player that will be missed in Tucson will be welcomed somewhere else, no doubt. Boise received a verbal commitment from Rice Redshirt senior offensive lineman Uzoma Uzuzi, 6'6", 295-pounder that appeared in nine games for the Isles last year, started at left tackle, has um, got one year of eligibility remaining. It will give Boise some depth on the offensive line. And recruiting news, 
uncommitted four-star athlete Anthony Beavers will announce his college decision on April 15th. He's expected to wait until December's early signing period. Um, the four-star athlete has put uh, Arizona State, Michigan State, San Diego State, Virginia Tech um, on the list. USC, I think, is still in the mix. Dante Williams, of course, the new USC assistant, is um, has had a relationship with him and recruited Beavers when he was on the staff at Oregon. So he's the lead recruiter for USC on him, so keep that in mind. Also, Colorado State received verbal from three-star cornerback uh, Lathan Adams, a top 75 caliber cornerback in the country and one of the top 150 overall guys in the state of Texas has received eight offers, including overtures from Arkansas State and Kansas State and SMU and UNLV Toledo. So good get for the Rams of CSU. Uh, before we get into some draft information, finish out, want to spend a little time talking about some players that are coming back out west in the Pac-12 in particular that I think are focus point guys. I, don't, I hate to use the term breakout. Some of them have already broken out. It's just guys that I think that need to be focused on, need to be studied a little bit more if you're going to study the game and become proficient in understanding personnel. And study doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to be great, but want to watch and see how these players progress. But Max Borgi has been one of the more underappreciated running backs in the country out at Washington State. He broke 47 tackles on receptions over the last two years. The 5'10", 195-pounder has been responsible for just four drops over the last two year. he's, years. He's been a valuable contributor under Mike Leach's offense. Now you got Nick Rolovich coming in, the junior running back. He's improved his rushing grades very well. And curious to see how he develops. I think he's got ability <clears throat> and uh, to be a really good player and maybe a little bit more notable player around the country. Washington senior cornerback Elijah Molden is one of the best slot corners in college football. And I think uh, Bears watching uh, on 53 catches that were short of the sticks from the slot last year. He allowed fewer than a quarter of them to go for a first down. Um, he's 5'10", 190. Uh, was second-team all-conference um, a couple of years ago. I thought he was worthy of first-team all last year. He graded out well. It combined with Trent McDuffie, and I think – it's one of the best cornerback tandems uh, in all of college football, certainly out west. Elijah Molden, keep an eye out for him. And Utah junior tight end Brent Cuthy is another guy that is really intriguing to me. Um, he graded out very well. And he's got a number of explosive plays, 15-plus um, yards on, on over 35% of his targets, and that was the highest in the country in over 15 percentage points uh, higher than just about anybody. Now, it's a byproduct of how they're able to focus on the run and get people biting up, but he's got some abilities. He's only 6'2", 232. He's like a big receiver, but he's got good hands and 
as we alluded to, playmaking ability. Now, part of that speed and quickness, part of it's by how they're able to, again, vacate guys into the box and make some big plays. But it's a really good player that people should focus in on. UCLA redshirt sophomore Kyle Phillips, a receiver caught an impressive 92% of his catchable passes in 19. The 5'11", 181-pounder, start native, 12 games of which he appeared. Uh, he's a redshirt sophomore, uh, racked up 681 yards, five touchdowns, uh, used more in shallow routes. Um, but really a talented guy that I think has a chance to maybe have a breakout season. Uh, Stanford redshirt junior cornerback Paulson Adebo, corner allowed just a paltry average uh, against him. Uh, he had a season-ending season injury after week 11. Um, it hurt him. Um, you know, I think he's uh, a really good-looking player. And, um, you know, if you're looking at what he's able to do, he's got a bounce-back type of year ahead for him. I think he's got some length at 6'1", 190. I think he's got the on-ball skills that are really good. I expected during the course of this past season for him to be in this draft class. Because of the injury and the setback, he's decided to come back, which is a good thing, in my opinion. I think he's going to be clearly in the conversation next year at this time when we're talking 21-21 draft. So Paulson Adebo, corner at Stanford, uh, to keep your eye out on. Oregon State redshirt senior linebacker Hamilcar Rashid um, has graded out very well against the run. Uh, he's got pass rush skills. He shows some coverage ability, 6'4", 235. He was a force on the edge for them last year. Uh, his pressure rate and his win rate was really good. Uh, he's one of the top outside backer edge rushers, um, uh, no doubt about it, and I think is going to be somebody to watch and is going to be mentioned a lot, I think, in Pac-12 play this past year. You know by now a lot about Panesul. I think he's the highest graded – well, he is the highest graded guy based upon – Guys coming back of the offensive lineman graded last year. doesn't mean he's the best projected talent. It just means he graded out the best at his at uh, his position. But of all offensive linemen, he's really good. And, of course, Oregon loses a lot of their offensive line due to graduation in the draft. But uh, Panay Sewell's really outstanding, and I think he's going to be a great player and a great player at the next level as well. Colorado senior linebacker Nate Landman is another guy that's just got a lot of ability. Um, the linebacker, 6'3", 230, uh, really was a tackling machine, was a key player in, in terms of on-field production. He's a team leader and a guy that's going to be counted upon to kind of pull things together as Calderell gets a late start there in Boulder. Cal Redshirt junior quarterback Jace Carbers was limited to just seven games and due to injury in 19. He's very productive, just threw one interception and 41 passes. <clears throat> now how he adjusts to new Bill Graves' offense will be really interesting to see, but I like this guy's potential. Also like the potential of Arizona sophomore quarterback Grant Gunnell. Uh, was rated as a three-star prospect, pro-style uh, prospect, played in eight games. Um, gunslinger type, he's a guy that uh, that'd be excited to keep 
uh, your eye on this next season. Uh, Arizona State junior safety, Asiri Croswell, was a highly touted four-star prospect. Um, some coverage breakdowns as a true freshman, as a slot corner, but he settled in last year, played some safety. think he's got some nice ability there. Um, Wyoming, redshirt sophomore, uh, safety from Weber is another guy. Just uh, a lot just two explosive pass plays last year in the conference that they can get the ball downfield. He didn't make a lot of plays himself on the ball, but he really does a good job with his positioning and good leadership on the back end of Wyoming's defense. Utah State redshirt senior safety Shaq Bond gave up 43 yards on 452 coverage snaps and played free safety role in Utah State's defense. Um, played the last line of defense and did a really good job and played a, a lot of deep looks and has got good range and think he's worth uh, spending some time looking at. And UNLV senior defensive tackle Kolo Yusaki is not what I call an elite player, but he's a junior player at a G5 program that's very impressive. He's uh, a little uh, short, six feet, uh, 305 pounds, but really got some flexibility. He can play three technique. He can play low um, nose tackle. Uh, he's got some weak side pass rush ability, and his run defending skills really stand out. And in San Jose State, uh, their wide receiver, senior wide receiver Trey Walker, um, really good at the back shoulder catches and the 5'11", 180-pound guy, a guy is not going to be the ideal post-up back shoulder catch guy, but does with impeccable body control and a knack for finding the ball, is really proficient in doing that despite the fact that he doesn't have great size. San Diego State, redshirt senior safety Dwayne Johnson Jr. is a really good player. Box safety, 6'2", Looks like a linebacker, plays like a linebacker. Really good box safety for the Aztecs. New Mexico senior tight end Marcus Williams. Really good pass receiving tight end. Undersized, only 210. Got Danny Gonzalez coming in to run things. Curious to see how they use him. Flex him out a lot, but... He's a tight end for them, uh, the receiver weapon. Uh, he's a big receiver type player is what he is. Over at Nevada, <clears throat> Reno, defensive lineman Dom Peterson finished the 19th season with a pass rush grade. It was very, very good. He's 6 feet, 295 pounds, very solid against the run. Um, uh, Hawaii senior defensive back Cortez Davis, uh, really good tackler. Boy, breaks down very well. Um only missed a couple of tackles this past year. He's a solid corner uh, and really did a nice job. And finally, Ronnie Rivers of Fresno State, a senior, was tough to bring down as both a runner and a receiver last year. Good running back for them. Uh, catches the ball out of the backfield. Good route runner, can adjust well, good hands. Um, and, you know, I think that uh, really helps uh, that offense. It's a little bit short, so he doesn't have great catch radius. He's 5'8", 183, but a very underrated running back out on the West Coast. So those are just some guys that we like to, uh, every now and then as much as we can, time permitting, try to provide you some guys that you need to really be focusing on out West, just as really good college players. And then some of them are draft prospects. Some of them are are not as good. And some of them are really young guys. It's too early to tell. But we're certainly going to keep you up to date on all of that. Some NFL draft news. There's 
kind of an interesting report coming out that the Eagles have an interest in Cole McDonald as an undrafted free agent. The white quarterback may get drafted late. He may not. I've got a grade that is commensurate with him getting drafted. But it's interesting to see how some of the news and notes come out, most of it inaccurate, uh, just because people are floating a lot of ideas and throwing things off target to the media this time of year. But Cole McDonald's going to be an interesting watch as a late round or, if not drafted, a undrafted fridge. He'll be in a camp somewhere. Um, curious to see what happens with LaVisca Chenault. How high he will he go? Tough, versatile player. Um, not a good route runner, and certainly he's got some injury issues. But we're going to get into kind of stacking up where some of these guys in the Pac-12 shape up as potential picks in the first round. The Giants, I know, are interested in improving their linebacking core, no doubt about that. They recently have met with Wyoming linebacker Logan Wilson. Uh, Wilson uh, is a day two, day three guy. Had a really good week at the Senior Bowl. Really good key and diagnose. Um, he did a good job in coverage. So second-tier guy that I think could be of interest to some teams like the Giants. And, of course, I really think the world of Ashton Davis of Cal. He underwent core muscle surgery uh, in December and was unable to take part in the combine. And obviously no one's been able to do anything since. But he's fine, I'm told, and really intriguing guy that, I, as I said, I like a lot. I think he's got uh, the physical skills and the headhunting ability to be a really good player at the next level and excited to see where he might go. So how does the first-round look in terms of guys from the West Coast of the Pac-12? Well, the first guy off the board from the West Coast is going to be Justin Herbert. He is <clears throat> obviously the Oregon quarterback, and he's going to go really high. I would think that, um, you know, probably, you know, I mean, definitely top 10, uh, absolutely even higher than that, higher in the top um, 10. Uh, he's certainly the guy, but there's not going to be uh, really uh, outside of that uh, a lot of options. Austin Jackson could go, second round value. Brandon Ayuk, high second-round value, the receiver from Arizona State. Austin Jackson, of course, the tackle from USC. Those two guys have a shot. Uh, I do think that Jalen Johnson is good second-round value, the corner from Utah. Uh, we know that uh, Jordan Love of Utah State uh, could go in the first round as well due to the need at the position. Uh, and then, of course, the aforementioned LaVisca Chenault is going to be interesting. Does he slip out of the first round? Uh, could, but I think that's certainly a possibility that he could be a first-round guy. Um, there's just not a lot of uh, guys in the group. If you look at a number of players in other conferences, and, again, this is not about, you know, uh, everybody has their favorite. You know, we, we always talk about coaching, program, personnel, but if you want to get a true indication – of kind of why certain conferences and certain programs are what they are. Look at the amount of players that are going to be coming out of, let's say, the SEC that's going in the first round. We just mentioned the candidates in the first round. I mean, Justin Herbert is, because of the quarterback position and the needies, that's where he's going to go. But 
you can make the case there's not another player with a first-round grade from the Pac-12 or the West Coast. Herbert, Love, maybe Jackson, maybe Chenault, Ayuk, those guys could go in the first round because there's only 21 first-round grades. But think about first-round grades of the 21 from the SEC. Burrow, Tua, Derek Brown, Javon Kinlaw, Judy, um, Shason, Ruggs, Wills, Andrew Thomas, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Queen, Xavier McKinney, C.J. Henderson. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So you got thirteen players out of twenty-one first-round grades from the SEC, and you've got really in the Pac-12. Other than Herbert, you don't really have any. Big Ten, Chase Young, Jeff Rakuda, Tristan Wirfs, A.J. Epineza. You got four from the Big Ten. You look at, um, well, the ACC, which is mainly Clemson. You got Isaiah Simmons. You got Makai Becton. You got the Big 12. You got uh, C.D. Lamb. Ross Blacklock. And I'm a little high on him. So you're talking two and three, Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, ACC, and 13 from the SEC. So, you know, it's just it's an indication of where things are. And so when we talk about it, it's not to do it for any other reason than to explain where the talent level is and where the talent level isn't. But it will be interesting to see. Now, I think there's some quality players out of the Pac-12, and we'll see them, quite a few of them get drafted throughout the draft. But we'll see, and certainly the dearth of players, relatively speaking, from USC uh, has been – an issue. Oregon's doing a pretty good job and it's got some good players on the offensive line that'll be drafted. Not high, but be drafted. So we're going to be tracking all of that and certainly next week we'll be keeping you up to date on everything that's going on. A reminder that check out LandryFootball.com. The complete draft boards with draft room style scouting reports where you can listen to how the players are graded while while watching or looking at the draft board. And then certainly uh, all the latest news and notes going on uh, leading up to the draft as well as in the world of college football. We've got it all covered for you. So check it out over at LandryFootball.com. Uh, a reminder to check us out on Monday as we'll be back uh, breaking down the world of college football on SEC football and beyond. And then we'll be uh, certainly doing the same thing uh, as draft week will be in play uh, with our pro football show as well. So check us out. Check us out at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the scouting season offer so you can get not only the draft information but post-draft analysis. All of our recruiting boards are going to be coming out during the spring, the rest of the spring and summer. Got it all for you at LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you check it out today. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday. Step into the world of power loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.